Welcome to the local podcast. I'm your host, Clay Berkland. Uh, this week, I have one of my coworkers with me, Scott Reeder. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, a question we get a lot this time of the year. Uh, is it time to A, keep the heifer calves that you've raised, or B, reach out and buy some and winter them and make heifer replacement heifers out of them? So, uh, Scott, welcome to the local podcast. Thank you, Clay. I'm glad to be here. I don't know how many conversations we've had thus far, but I think we're looking forward to quite a few of them in the next 60 days, probably on the topic of replacement heifers, and uh, it's something that I know you have both uh, experience from the lender side of the desk and also sitting on the other side of the desk and asking the, the question, uh, is this a risk I should take? So open your thoughts up to me and tell me your opinion and how you, how you reach the decision if you should undertake that risk or not. Well, as Clay said, I, I've done this for a lot of years on both sides of the desk, and one of the things that I always look at right off the bat is just a, a really rough idea of whether or not I could make money on buying, purchasing, backgrounding, and breeding heifers. So with that said, uh, I try to pencil everything out on paper uh, and just get a really rough idea at first on whether or not I even want to proceed with it. And a lot of times I would look at that, and if I can pencil it out and it looks like it would make 10% or better, then I would go ahead and go further along and, and uh, kind of narrow down those fixed costs. on. So when you're talking making 10% or better, Scott, you're, you're talking on your per head original investment? Yes. Okay. So that would be on the profit end. Yep. You know, so the first thing I would look at, you know, when we're trying to figure out a heifer, break even is uh, the cost of that heifer. Once again, you know, you, you really have to look at uh, breeding genetics, uh, where you're getting these heifers, uh, make sure that the traits that they have is what you want to establish in your herd. I always tried to purchase heifers that I would like in my herd because I always kept some. And I figured if I purchased them and bred them the way I wanted, then hopefully that's the way other people would want them as well. So I would try to get genetically superior heifers, purchase them and figure out the, uh, you know, the fixed costs for backgrounding and breeding and, uh, summer costs in order to get them to a, a final uh, sale day, usually in November sometime of the next year. So when you're talking about the purchase price, I think, uh, you know, obviously by the head, by the pound is typically how we would see them come out of the sale barn, but there's a few more costs involved in that. I think a person needs to make sure they're aware of as well. Uh, if you buy them too far from home, you're going to have some transportation costs. There's a health cost when you when you lay them in, unless you know enough of the background on them. Uh, vaccines, some of those kind of things. Uh, outside of just the pound per head purchase price, what are some of those other costs you look at to get them up and performing in your in your feed yard? Well, typically, once we have the purchase price established or where we think it's going to be, and you're correct, every operation is different. So this is not a one-size-fits-all uh, for everybody. Uh, depending on where you purchase those heifers, there's going to be trucking involved. You're going to have uh, pre-weaning shots. Uh, you may have to banks vaccinate these. So there is, um, there is a lot of costs there that need to be considered. Most importantly, and probably one of the biggest ones are gonna be your feed costs. Uh, this last year and this year, those are much higher than they have been due to the fact that we've been in a drought. Hay, corn, all those input costs are, are higher than we've seen. So that is going to raise uh, you know the production of that heifer and what she needs to break even at. Typically, I will uh, figure on a 550 weight heifer. You may purchase her, uh, say, November 15th, and then she'll go out to grass probably uh, middle of May, end of May, depending on your breeding, whether you're AIing or, or throwing bulls in. So typically I would take a 550 pound heifer 
and feed her for 180 days. Now, this year, I've, I've run some break-evens on feed, and I just know from feeding over the years that, uh, you know, I can roughly use three to four pounds of corn. I could have about seven pounds of uh, hay and the rest uh, coming in at silage. Now, figuring, and this would, this would give us about a pound and a quarter, pound and a half gain a day, which is pretty typical for a backgrounding operation. Yeah. But the things that will come into play here that, that will change a little bit uh, is the weight of your heifers coming in. Uh, how do I figure out how much feed to give them? So I would take a 550-pound heifer, add a pound, pound and a half gain a day onto her, which she would go out at roughly 775 pounds. That's 225 pounds of gain. So if I cut that in half and add that to her purchase weight, the mean weight that I'm looking at for feeding is about a 660 pound heifer. So I take about 3% or 2.75% of her body weight. That's what she's gonna eat. Now she's gonna eat less than that at the beginning, more than that at the end, but this is kind of where I figure, you know, this is gonna be the average of what she's gonna eat throughout that time period. So roughly, you know, at 2.75% of her body weight, that's about 18 pounds of, of uh, dry matter feed that she'll eat every day. So that's kind of where I figure my ration on. Um, and like I said, they'll eat less at the beginning because they're lighter. They're going to eat more at the end because they're heavier, but you're going to average pretty close to that. And utilizing that program, you had pretty good success rates with your your conception rate on those heifers? Yes, yeah, we have. And typically we would we would AI in the spring. And, um, you know, we've used any, uh, both MGA, feeding them MGA and also putting seeders in. Some years, you know, you might think one way is better than the other, but you get the same results with both. Now, if you choose to AI, it is going to add cost. And typically, I always figured, um, you know, if you, you, you should at least get 50%, you like to, Sometimes we've been up close to 90% uh, on a catch with AI. So the better AI conception rate you get, of course, you know, the more bang for your buck. But uh, I always figured just roughly it would cost about 100 bucks a head to AI them versus bull breeding. Did you typically find that you recaptured that value when you sold them? For if the they were ai and yeah. grouped together and yep. what's we one week calving windows, what did you usually try to yeah. sort them to? So we would you know, we would AI for uh, about three days. We'd have a, a basically a three day calving period. That always stretched out. Of course you'd have early ones, late ones, and uh, that window would stretch out to about ten day calving period. Okay. Which uh, for us worked out great. You know, usually we'd save fifty to a hundred head and 10 days, it's busy, but it's not bad. People like to get get done quickly. Um, now on the bull breads, um, you know, uh, and mainly for a marketing tool, we always ultrasound tested and we broke those calving periods into typically two-week calving periods, any, anywhere from two weeks to 21 days, just to help everybody out because nobody wants to calve heifers for two months or longer, you know. Uh, you got to sleep eventually. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I can't keep my wife out there that long. That's so. right. She is going to have to go to town for groceries eventually. <laughs> Sorry, Ange. Uh, so we've established kind of a plan here as we talked of, you know, we're going to buy some heifer calves. We're uh, 
We're going to breed them, probably AI them sometime into May and go back to grass with them. So based on the numbers you're seeing out there today, can you walk me through where you see that based on where you would feed them this winter, what you see that costing and what kind of revenue you're going to expect out of them next fall? So a lot of times, once I have my uh, initial cost made, our, um, our feed costs built in, and um, miscellaneous, um, all of these costs built in, we have to go to the other end and try to figure out what those heifers are going to do in the fall. So this year, and I did print out um, a little uh, printout here of our um, CMA feeder board. A lot of times I'll go to that. That'll give you a kind of a uh, estimate of what everybody's thinking that next year's uh, feeder cattle will be. So typically, you know, the feeder board, I'll, I'll look right now, it goes out to next September. I will look at that, and they're, they're looking at this as being uh, basically about a 750-pound steer, and it says um, today they're thinking that it's going to bring $197.85 a hundred. Now, granted, that's based off of a 750-weight steer, so just in general, I would, I would typically uh, try to calculate about a 1,000-pound heifer come November, uh, we would adjust this seven, that September board. I would adjust that down about 25 cents uh, just due to the added weight of the heifer and then her being a heifer and this being based off of a steer price. So that brings that uh, heifer, she's weighing 1,000 pounds. Now, granted, she's not going to in September. We're looking at probably in November. But this is all just kind of an estimate to see where she's going to be. If she was a spay heifer and we'd reduce that price by 25 cents, she'd bring about 1500 bucks ahead right now, next September, as a as an open heifer. So that tells that the bread heifer market should be somewhere higher than that. We somewhere hope. higher yep. than that. You know, today we sold, um, I think at Belfouche, they were selling open heifers for $1,500. Uh, and our bread market right now, from what we're hearing, uh, our bread market's typically going to be anywhere from two thousand to twenty five hundred dollars a head. Yeah, so, I haven't had a real good test on that yet, but that's yet. Uh, yep. the word on the street that we've had right. early in the yep. fall. You know, another thing we have to factor into that is uh, factors that we can't control, and that's weather. Yep. You know, we we most of us in this area had a decent spring where we did get some hay. Typically, uh, if we have a good hay year, that bodes well for the heifer market. Yep. A lot of people probably sold some of their cow herd last year and, and uh, need some replacements. And if they have a little extra hay, then it probably is a good year to uh, be able to sell some. Well, you know me, I want to push you in front of the bus as early as I can, Scott. So tell me today, what would you? What are you going to guess a 550-pound replacement quality heifer to cost November 15th? So uh, just, just kind of guessing, you know, you have to always factor in that, you know, you want superior genetics. You're probably going to pay eleven, twelve hundred dollars a head on some of these, the way the market is right now. Okay, so if I have you, an in cost of eleven or twelve. Let's let's, let's say go 12. with eleven. Okay, eleven hundred dollars yep. a head in cost on yep. them. The numbers you've run on silage, hay, breeding costs, et cetera. What am, what am I going to have into that heifer? In? Come next fall. Well, I'll, I'll kind of break it down. I just did some real quick. Um, factors figures here and this is wintering a uh, backgrounding a heifer at two and a quarter a day now i've i've run different scenarios and it it came back in anywhere from about a dollar 85 to two and a half so depending on 
whether you can do it yourself, cheapen up your yardage, if you or have whether silage yep, handy to if you have silage, yep. or if somebody else is feeding them for you, there's a lot of factors that come in place. So I just want to remind everybody this is a very general general numbers, but uh, it came in at about four hundred dollars a head. You're a typical so banker. I can't corner you into an answer here. Dang it, Scott. <laughs> Let me corner you up a little bit here. Okay. Sure. So you got eleven hundred uh, in, and then your feed costs, et cetera. That you about four hundred dollars for the winter. Okay. If you started in November, summertime, if you're paying thirty bucks uh, a head a month, uh, you know, typically about six months. So you're at one hundred eighty dollars there. If you go ahead and AI again, typically about a hundred dollars a head to cover your AIing expenses. Your that also covers your ultrasound, your breeding uh, shots, if there are any involved. Um, I always throw miscellaneous in there, of, you know, 25 to $50 a head. That should cover some trucking as well. And one thing that, um, that we haven't touched on that is very crucial, and Clay and I know this how firsthand, that's how we make a living, but it's interest rates. And they have been going up this year more so than we've seen in the past. An interest of about $75. And this is an estimate as well. I, you know, you, you take all of your costs and and just kind of estimate when you're going to use what money because typically a lot of this is on an operating loan so, so i've of, got about from what you've said there I'll, I'll run down the list here real quick uh, 1100 to buy them 400 to winter them 180 dollars summer pasture 100 dollars to ai 25 dollars miscellaneous and i'm at call it 1780 call it 1800 on average 900 at i'll use a number of eight percent because it's easy math and I like to do stuff in my head. That's seventy-two dollars, or right at the seventy-five you said. So, we're at eighteen hundred and seventy-five dollars on that heifer on a break-even for a heifer. Owing you next fall, next November, and yeah. we're assuming that every single one of them was bred, and we had yeah, no opens. We are, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, based on the rules of thumb we use, uh, eighteen hundred should be below what a, a bred heifer replacement heifer is going to be valued at a year from now. So that thumbnail looks like there's a little profit in them. It does. Yeah. Uh, I'm optimistic. You know, right now we're looking at some of the lowest uh, female numbers we've had in the country for quite a while. Uh, I know the the people down south, uh, unfortunately, are still very dry and there's a lot of a lot of cattle still coming to a lot of females still coming to town, which when and if well, not if, but when they get rain. You know, typically they always want to replace their uh, female population. So, yes, I am I am optimistic as long as Mother Nature uh, comes to play with us, too. And here locally in our, what, 150-mile radius of where we operate, we've had a couple dry years. Uh, a lot of old cows have gone to town. A lot of people had to sell heifer calves last year they would have preferred to retain because they didn't have enough feed to get them through the winter. So I, I think here locally we're also going to have an appetite to replenish our breeding herd supply. So... I do think that bodes well for the demand of bred females in the upcoming probably two or three cycles, quite honestly. Yeah, I would agree. As we all know, it doesn't happen overnight replenishing those numbers. So typically this will take, you know, two or three years depending on what uh, what the weather does for us. So it uh, the bred heifer market looks like it's probably going to be profitable if people um, so choose to partake in it. Well, you've got me interested. I hope we get other people interested in this as well. Uh, somebody wants to talk to you about it, Scott. Uh, where do they get hold of you? Well, you can stop in uh, at Pioneer Bank and Trust in Belfouche. Uh, give me a call. My cell phone number is 605-641-3435. I'd be happy to talk to anybody anytime. Uh, we also have uh, 
John Latham in Buffalo, uh, Jay Cordell, Ashley Pearson in Belfouche, along with Scott, myself. Be happy to talk about this. Uh, Bryce Richter, Lindsey Thompson, and Sturgis. Any of our other lenders would probably refer you to one of us. So, yes, conversation. We'd love to have with somebody if you're interested in looking at keeping or purchasing some females to make replacement heifers out of. And I just want to mention again that, you know, everybody's everybody's operation is different. And, uh, you know, if you stop in, we can sure look at your op- operation and uh, fine-tune these numbers a little bit better because there could be some places where you could save some money or your operation might cost a little bit more, but we can definitely look at them uh, with a much finer tooth comb and uh, come up with a good plan for you. I really appreciate your time today, Scott. I hope people find this a little bit of insight on where we see the opportunities in the replacement female market in the upcoming operating cycle. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. And once again, I sure be glad to help anybody if they give me a call. Pioneer Bank and Trust, member FDIC.